The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. The Even Money Podcast rolls on. Here we are mid-July, which means NFL training camps opening up very, very soon. Then there will be injuries, there will be things that happen, maybe some trades. So you got to keep it right here on the Even Money Podcast, which, by the way, for the second week in a row and for the next year, presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money Podcast with the best odds and fast payouts. He is Steve Fezzik. He's really the star of the podcast. You can check him out on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. I am at Ross Tucker NFL, the former NFL offensive lineman. But man, Steve, before you know it, there will be some things that affect, you know, the season, the win totals, some of the lines with some injuries, and there will be preseason games, which obviously we'll get into over the next couple months or so. But I wanted to get into um, fantasy a little bit with you because you know I do that Steve I'm curious do you do anything from a fantasy football perspective or fantasy sports perspective I will bet on fantasy propositions yards for quarterbacks wide receivers running backs so I think I would call that a hybrid but certainly fantasy related got it well as you know uh, we have a very popular show the fantasy feast podcast and so I wanted to bring Evan Silva, the star of that podcast, on here so he and I could just kind of get a better read from you as to fantasy football, gambling, you know, the Vegas lines, and just try to make sure we know exactly what we should know in that regard. I guess my first question, Steve, I got a couple for you before I hand it off to Evan, just relates to the intersection of fantasy sports and gambling where you see it the most in terms of one side providing value to the other and vice versa yeah and in football i would say the number one thing that a fantasy player should be looking at is the totals in an nfl game so when you're seeing the totals free falling typically 
there's a weather issue and you want to be very careful about playing those fantasy players in those circumstances. Uh, conversely, when you see a total exploding means more points and probably more opportunity to jump on those players. So I know that many fantasy players would be well-suited to go ahead and see where the totals are moving, especially Sunday morning right before the game start. And it also seems like, Steve, that, um, you know, on, on the Fantasy Feast, a lot of times with Evan, we talk about the line, the total. Um, all right, this game has the highest over-under of any game this week. This game has the lowest over-under. And we really use that for fantasy purposes when we're talking about specific players. I guess my question is, we, it seems like we almost all always take, you know, the, the Vegas lines as being gold in that regard. I mean, is, do you think that there's a chance that we put too much stock into the Vegas lines? I mean, all the fantasy dudes are doing their own analysis. You guys like you were doing your own analysis, yet we all take whatever the Vegas lines are as to be almost like gold. And I think you should take them as being gold. The, what is the wisdom of crowds that you, you put a whole bunch of experts together and they set a line and collectively their opinion is better than any other person, I think, in the world. I think the NFL closing line is one of the sharpest. Now, there are exceptions. When you, you, the public gets involved in the Super Bowl, you can certainly see examples like Carolina's laying six against Denver in a Super Bowl. So when there's tons and tons of public money in a huge game, even a Monday night game, the number can be off. But for the most part, I do think the number is very accurate. I will say this. If there's one fantasy, and I'm not a huge fantasy guy, but if there's one thing that I would emphasize about winning at fantasy, and this is much more so NBA than NFL, but it still applies. If you've got your lineup ready to go and you just check and make sure every one of your guys is in and submit it, you're going to get crushed by the pros in the sense that they're going to be checking their lineups right before the game start. And when the starting running back is out and the backup running back who doesn't cost anything, it can be added to the lineup. All the pros are going to be adding that guy and you're at a huge disadvantage in fantasy. That's why I stay away from it by not following the moves an hour before the game start and adding those guys that don't cost anything. I'd be curious to see what Evan thinks about that. Evan, your thoughts on that? That's what Steve just said. Just could not agree more. You know, I, I think that that's perfectly said, and I completely agree. Um, I wanted to ask you, Steve, about player props. There are people in the daily fantasy community that try to rely, rely heavily on the player props that are published by, like, Bovada and, um, to a little bit lesser extent, like, um, I don't know, Sportsbook and... Uh, maybe bet online, uh, and they try to use those as uh, ways to get an edge on predicting the future. Do you, how do you do? You think that the the player props, especially for NFL, what do you think that the accuracy of those are? And do you think that that those player props can really be helpful for us when we are making like daily fantasy or just fantasy football lineup decisions? Oh, absolutely. I think that. The the closing numbers on those player props is extremely accurate. Now, 
all these shops you're mentioning are shops that are not respected greatly by their opening number. We we respect their business model because they put the number out there for people to wager on and they make money doing it. But they're not that concerned, Evan, with the being 100% accurate on that number because they know that the limits are relatively low. Also, the winning bettors get their limits limited. A place like Bavada, I've heard stories uh, five dimes, people getting $50 limits on these sort of things. Hey, $50 is still $50. They'll still wager on it. The number gets hammered into place. So it's hard to make a whole lot of money betting on it as a pro better. But by the time that number closes, you can count on it being pretty darn accurate. Good stuff. So one thing I've noticed when going back and looking at uh, players at like the the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position who had really big games over the past four years. That's a project that I, I try to uh, undertake every offseason. Just see what the trends are that, you know, some characteristics of players that had particularly big games is that those, those games will occur in games that were shootouts and that games – and that they occurred in games that went over the closing Vegas total. Um, are there any characteristics that you look for in particular when uh, trying to like diagnose games beforehand that are at um, particularly increased odds of going over the total? You know, are, what what are the characteristics of shootout games great question i think that ideally you want a a game where you can get a quarterback on a total that's going high and a 10 point underdog with a capable quarterback because he's just going to be zinging the ball all over the field all game long and i think about like the saints um playing at Oakland or something like that, where you expect that they're going to be losing and Breeze is going to just be, you know, having 45 attempts. But um, I think any high total game, it's always easy after the fact, but you look at Pittsburgh at Miami where Ajaje goes crazy for Miami, runs for, I think, over 200 yards. I think that total was 49. So anytime that you get a situation where um, Miami was, I believe, a seven-point uh, home underdog in that game. So you could count on a bunch of points probably projected to be scored. So um, always easy after the fact to take a look at it, but you could, you could, you know, forecast that it probably was going to be a big offensive game there potentially for Miami as a home underdog and a high, really high total. I'm, I'm curious, Steve, just in general, what you think is a better usage of people's money. Like if people are thinking, you know, I'm going to, I got, you know, a hundred dollars, 50 bucks, $500, whatever of disposable income that I'm going to use for this season. And I want to make the games more entertaining, but I also want to win some money. Do you think that there are better odds in, in fantasy leagues or better odds just placing bets? I mean, obviously... I guess you and Evan both have somewhat of a bias in that regard, maybe towards your towards your your genre, if you will, but, but maybe not. I'm curious to get your opinion. 
I'm very confident about this for 99% of the bettors out there that aren't betting $500 a game and they're just betting $20, $50, $100 a game. The optimal strategy is to take a fantasy tact, do the work that you would for fantasy, but then do not play fantasy football where you have to go up against all these fantasy pros that literally have hundreds of entries even in the in the five dollar entries because they can they they it's all automated and they can go ahead and put all their entries in. Use that acumen that that um, those projections and then bet into the player projections and bet as a sports better. And what's interesting, Ross, is I would say that's a model that almost none of the fantasy people follow. They enter all the the really difficult to win fantasy pools. Instead of using it to bet, make straight bets against football projections, as we mentioned, at the Bovadas, at the bet onlines. So, and you're talking about there against the daily fantasy and the people that have those algorithms and stuff like that. I guess it's a little different if you're playing, you know, in a fantasy league with your buddies or whatever, or even some of these other leagues you can do against people that aren't, you know, aren't throwing thousands upon thousands of dollars into it but at, at any rate you think it's a better a better usage of your money to do to to, to bet on um, specific games or prop bets or whatever as opposed to fantasy what about Steve? Well, well, oh go ahead well i do think that if you can play against your, your you know your buddies and your friends you're going to have an enormous edge but i just know every time when i i can have really gifted MLB guys, really gifted NFL guys, NBA guys, and they'll give me their fantasy lineups, like I said, a couple hours before the game start, and they have no chance. They are they are they get crushed because they're not. You need to use the final hour of information. It's a whole lot of work. I'm also curious. We talked a little bit about the over underline, Steve. You know, especially for fantasy purposes, and I know you said the the whole thing where large group of people and you put it together and the line becomes sharp is there is there has ever been a strategy or is there any value in in zigging when everybody else zags because like if everybody listening to the fantasy feast podcast is you know making their fantasy picks based on the vegas totals you know how much value are you getting if you're doing the same thing that most of the other people are doing it. I'm not saying everybody's doing that, but a lot of people are doing it. Is there value in zigging when everybody else zags? Theoretically, yes. I think that absolutely that should be the case. And if everyone starts following that model, you got to look in terms of after the fact, hey, what percentage of the people went ahead and chose all the wide receivers and the quarterbacks in those shootout games? Just to use baseball as an example, there's a game in Colorado today. The total just went up from 12 to 13. So if everybody is playing Cincinnati and Colorado players, you probably want to avoid them because it's too obvious. I just don't know. You'd have to go go into the, uh, the pools and to see what percentage of the time people are taking the Joey Votos and the players in that game. Um, and then the last one I have, um, you know, we, we, we mainly talk NFL. We only talk NFL on the Fantasy Feast podcast. We mainly talk NFL here. But, you know, we were talking a little bit about the intersection of fantasy sports and gambling. What other sports, you know, whether it's basketball or baseball, is there, you know, that intersection that provides value to one side or the other? Yeah, so basketball, Wow. 
I, I really think basketball in the NBA is the hardest fantasy sport because I use that example. The backup center gets announced as starting literally right when lineups are announced. And if you don't have them in your lineup, you're dead. Um, but I think that the projection of NBA players, how many points that someone's going to score, I don't think is very predictive overall of the winning team so much. But I do think that baseball is the most predictive. The baseball pitchers, if your pitcher has a really good game, you've probably got a really fine wager on that team. I think baseball is the most predictive. Well, speaking, Evan mentioned bet online. You can bet tonight, set a game's risk-free. Just sign up for a betonline.ag account at www.betonline.ag and use promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit to score a 50% welcome bonus worth up to $2,500 in sportsbook free plays. Look, no matter what sport you're into, Bet Online has the most ways to bet tonight's game. In addition to a long list of props, they've got state-of-the-art live betting software, the best available to us here in the U.S. You'll even get a risk-free $25 bet on your first in-game play. They even have a busy poker room if you guys are into that as well. With almost 20 years of taking bets, Bet Online prides itself on always paying winners fast. Visit betonline.ag. Use promo code EVENMONEY, our promo code, to score your 2500 bonus even money and betonline.ag. That'll do it, by the way, for this week's Even Money podcast. Really appreciate the special guest, Evan Silva, today. Nice to put the Fantasy Feast and Even Money superstars together for a podcast. That'll do it. Remember, if you ever have any questions about betting like Evan and I just did or the intersection of betting and fantasy or whatever, Steve answers them. That's the beauty of it. You can get your questions answered. Just send me an email, ross at rostucker.com, with any sponsor confirmation from rostucker.com. It could be betonline.ag. It could be you know, the Amazon banner ad. Whatever it is, we've got it iTunes rankings, comments, always very appreciated as well. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.